a few years ago, about five years ago, I tried to learn computer coding. Or yeah. I said, if I can't do that, then I would learn a foreign language. So now I speak Spanish. Okay. <laughs> do you speak Spanish? Yes. See. Sí. <laughs> this is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade and Kieran is joining me from Trowbridge via Zoom. Hello, Kieran. Hello, John. Hi, Dan. Very well. Surprisingly well. Thank you. Yes. Surprisingly well. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm just I'm having a bit of a buzz at the moment. It could be because I was experimenting with some baking and I'm trying to make some vegan millionaire shortbread and okay. I cannot make vegan caramel that sets. So I've got a fridge full of runny vegan caramel. So I'm just every time I open the fridge, spoonful of runny caramel. Yum. <laughs> Maybe that is what it's doing it, John. Maybe that's what's doing it. <laughs> Have I'm you tried keep... freezing it? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is not a baking show. This is Sheer Isolation. We talk about and highlight local music and arts projects and developments that are happening across the West of England. We're going to play a couple of tunes in the next half hour and we're going to talk to an absolutely fascinating guest, uh, Dave Hartland from the Cotswold Sculpture Park, which is uh, based just down the road from me, actually, on, uh, on the water park out by uh, Sarancester. So we're talking to him not just about his, uh, his sculpture park, but also the fact that he's got a new amphitheatre outside amphitheatre venue and he's planning on using that over the summer for music and various uh, art shows i mean john just as an introduction there i mean how many times do you get to say that someone's built their own amphitheatre <laughs> well it's the first <laughs> for me <laughs> well i mean it's at least the first for a lot of people and it's genuinely really interesting and exciting so I'm, I'm quite excited to see how this develops over the coming weeks i always like to start the show by asking you what you've been up to this week i have been gig free this week for shame <gasps> For shame, John. Well, as you'd expect, I was insanely busy, and this week was no exception. So, Friday night, we had Martin Carthy, the legendary uh, British folk musician, Martin Carthy. He's into his 80s now. He is an undisputed heavyweight of folk music. He is the absolute pinnacle of living folk musicians, um, certainly in the UK at least. And he was just brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Saturday day and night all day was the Village Pump Festival. So I ran the stage at the Village Pump, the actual pump room, my venue. Um, And that was utterly, utterly just wonderfully, brilliantly fantastic, as you'd expect. Headlined by The Model Folk. Now, if you don't know The Model Folk, do check them out. There is an element of trad music going on there, some element of trad jazz, an element of trad folk, seven piece it's brass acoustics it's wonderful 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 music last time i booked the model folk there's only five of them so they've grown (laughs) they've grown they've grown well you know the model folk so you know what i've just said is absolutely legit nicely put and on top of all that you've also put the first track for this week's show i'm not even going to try and pronounce it it looks french do furieses i think is how you pronounce it um i think it loosely translates to something along the lines of two fires or something like that I will Google it in a minute and find out properly. Uh, but this is a song that they only released last week. They only released it last week. And this is a track called Know the Score. I play got a house where we ever be. Oh. 
That was Do Few Years with their song Know the Score. Now, what's um, significant about this band is that they're signed to Extra Mile, home of Frank Turner et al. And they did play for us earlier this year at Earth in London, where they did two songs with a orchestral, full orchestra as their backing band. Um, and it was powerful, strong, loud, incredible stuff. Um, and that was a amphitheatre, a big stone Victorian amphitheatre. Well, actually, wooden one, big wooden um, Victorian amphitheatre. What we're going to have them play in is a converted barn in front of 70 people. So from the sublime to the ridiculous, that is Dew Furious. And they'll be performing in Trowbridge this weekend. So I will report back next week, John, of how magnificent it was, presuming that it is magnificent. Cool. Thanks for that, Kieran. The, the uh, translation is The Too Furious. The Too Furious. You're okay. close. Let's have a product placement. You are in your loft of dreams. Have you got something to show off? And unfortunately not, John, no. Oh, this is becoming the running theme of the, of the piece here now. Although um, Roger from Sound Knowledge has texted me today to say that two of my records are in and that he's going to bring them back for me. So I'll probably go and collect them Saturday morning or something. Okay. I'm quite excited okay. about that. I've got the new Cave-In album. I've got the new axes of album and i've got an american artist who i don't know but i bought the record anyway because i heard one song i thought it was great but um she's like found sounds but also really light blues it's really strange but i'm really excited to listen to the whole album so also john in other news i do have spotify now you know how i'm like really anti-streaming and particularly anti-spotify i did get spotify for some reason i can't remember why and then i haven't got rid of it yet and i am actually enjoying it did you get it to listen to the podcast by any chance I did, actually, yeah, and now I listen to it on the train and everywhere I go. Yeah. Right, we should probably talk about this week's guest, who is uh, Dave Hartland from the Cotswold Sculpture Park. For, for people who aren't familiar with the Cotswold Sculpture Park, it, it is what it says on the tin. It is kind of a, a trail through some uh, lovely woodlands and gardens, and there's art installations all, all the way along the path. As well as that, there's all kinds of other things that they do there. Um, we talk about Dave's new amphitheatre, because uh, he's a handyman to the extreme. He would just build absolutely everything there. I just thought he'd be a really interesting person to chat to. So as we do Issue Isolation, we invited him on and uh, this is what he had to say. You and your family, pretty much, you've set it up from scratch and, and you've just taken the helm and just created this uh, amazing location. So do you want to start just by giving us a bit of background about how that came about? Yeah, I mean, I bought, picked it up about 29 years ago. It was a sort of uh, thistle field and, um, you know, we sort of planted trees and things like that, and it sort of evolved from there, really. But the latest project, um, obviously the amphitheatre was put together in January, um, you know, for performance arts and, uh, you know, sort of music and things like that. And it's, it's basically, it's an open page. So, you know, we don't know which way it's going to go. So but uh, look forward to the journey. Right away, you just want to pick up on the fact that you bought it 29 years ago. That's some vision. Yeah, there was never that vision. I'd love to say there was that vision, but it wasn't. You know, you used to go through all the same hurdles. You know, I bought myself a piece of lamb. What do I do now? Um, I'll people get chickens. I'll go and get some chickens. So I went and bought some chickens, and then I tried starting up a little sort of market garden, propagating my old uh, own plants, bushes, shrubs, all that kind of stuff. Sold Christmas trees. A lot of people around here locally will know me for Christmas trees, or know me as Christmas Tree Dave, because I was doing that for 25 years. A few holiday lets, a bit of glamping, and then um, always interested in sort of art. Never went through college or anything like that doing art, but I just like shapes and movement and structure of steel, basically, and uh, started creating my own sculpture. And from there, you know, sort of took it on and invited other people onto the land. 
And then in the end, sort of opened up a sculpture park, which we've been running for six years. I didn't realise just how many sculptures you got. You got over 200 um, installations on your grounds. And it's just walking along the footpath and just finding all these, um, some tiny, some massive, quite a lot of your own, I noticed, uh, around the place. Very talented artist yourself, Dave. But how, how do you, how did that build up? Like, did you just, did you know a, a artist friend and you put it on display and then it grew from there? Or, or was it more channeled than that? No, when I was getting feedback on my own work six years ago, you know, people were coming around and enjoying bits and pieces that I made. And I thought, well, you know, it's like, why not Why not include other people? So, you know, I sat down and went through lists of artists and I probably for sort of maybe five, six hundred artists I got in touch with, which are probably pretty well mo- most of them in England. <laughs> I know there's a few more. Um, you know, I got about sort of, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 replies. So the first year I did it, you know, I got I had about 20 artists. But now we got something like, sort of 60 artists and um we don't have to phone around to get artists artists get in touch with us now because we sell a lot of work people join the experience we got a little tea room here which my daughter runs people come down and art is very popular at the moment for garden and interior use so you, you've grown it from there and, and not not just stopping at the christmas trees and, and the art as you mentioned this year you also built an amphitheater which i think can seat over 100 people is that about right. It'll see about 120 people. Yeah, but the connection with the empty theatre and art was actually we sold a piece of art to a lovely local gent who um, uh, was doing a sort of grand design style building on a piece of land. And he phoned me up and sort of said, you know, Dave, we've got 200 tons of Coswell stone brash. You know, are you interested in it? To which I sort of said yes. So, yeah, I, I collected the Cotswold stone brash and, um, you know, needed to find a use for it. Is that just you had all this stone and then you're like, well, I'm going to what do I what can I build out of this? Where can I build it? Yeah, it's funny. I think, you know, as you go through life, you sort of see different things and, um, you know, you don't really take much notice of them. Uh, but sort of, you know, they are taken into the back, you know, you're, into your mind. You sort of when you have a situation, you go, well, I could do that, you know. And I mean, it sounds crazy, but I went to a school and there was an amphitheater at the school. And um, I just remember it's an amazing feeling you know, that it sort of gave, you know, sort of unity of people coming together uh, for performance. But it was a beautiful thing. And I thought it'd be nice to sort of create that in a woodland area. So so what's your plan now that you've got it? I suppose I haven't really got too many plans. I mean, the fact that is that, you know, it's built now. So what we're hoping is, um, you know, I mean, just having conversations with people, you know, there's people who sort of turn up or, you know, you hear about who put on Shakespeare performance or, or otherwise music um, or storytelling or whatever. So it's just building up a number of sort of, you know, getting together with a whole lot of artists and sort of just putting on performances throughout the year, um, which I'm really looking forward to doing. It's not something I've done before. And I might, I think, um, hopefully my daughter's going to take it on. Enjoy the journey, see where it takes us. So I, I went to uh, the Museum of America in Bath just the weekend just gone, and they've got a natural amphitheatre in their garden, which is just chunks they've cut out of the lawn. It goes down to sort of a flat. Lovely. And it's, yeah. it's simple, effective, wonderful. Um, I saw a artist called Patchlarks who are, they do like kids um, theatre where they tell a story, the story of now and the audience yeah. tell the story. So like they'll pick something out of the story and they'll get audience participation. It's really simple, really effective theatre that doesn't require any technical uh, setup because they just talk to the audience and just shout because it's only 100 people. So you can all hear each other. And he plays yeah. in the podium. Absolutely sensational. And when I think of like, theatre inverted commas you know you've just mentioned Shakespeare etc and I'm thinking of these elaborate setups it doesn't have to be that way we can be really simple but still really really effective 
you know, if you're, you're going out there to try and find stuff, don't be afraid to think outside the box because you've, you've done that already. So I think you're going to, you, you've got potential there to do some amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all like anything with a twist, you know, it's got to be a little bit different. And I'm in a conversation, hopefully I'll see if I can book them up. There's um, a little group called the Handlebards. And I think it's a group of five five men who cycle from John O'Groats to Land's End. Um, other way round, sorry, Land's End to John O'Groats on bicycles with all the kit they need to put on performances on the way. And they do Shakespeare on the way and they just put a little twist and they carry everything on their backs. So we'll try and get hold of them. They're supposed to be fantastic. So, yeah, look, look forward to sort of, um, yeah, trying to get in touch with them and bringing them along. That sounds amazing. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> It's just adding another string. So I'm curious to know what you're going to do next. You've had the sculpture part for six years. Now you're moving into a bit more entertainment. You've got the cafe there. You do your own sculpting. You've got your your glamping and, and your overnight stay accommodation there as well. What else can you do? <laughs> uh, I don't know, John. <laughs> Maybe get a bit more space. <laughs> yeah, no, we sort of looked at weddings and stuff. But no, I think maybe just enjoy the space we've got and uh, maybe sort of concentrate on landscaping, bringing this sort of sculpture part so people can do, relate to it. So, you know, have different sort of areas of different style work, different style planting. So it sort of relates to other people in their own gardens. So just, I'm just going to try and embarrass you now, Dave, because I've learned from your handyman skills that you've built your own house. You've, you've adapted this bit of land that you bought into this amazing sculpture park with incredible trees and foliage and gardens all over the place. You've converted some old um, uh, huts and even an old water tower into a guest accommodation. You've now built your own amphitheatre you do all your own, all your sculptures <laughs> like you've got that you've got an old um beetle car isn't it up, up on top of a massive like 40 foot high stack of engines or yeah, you know. moggy minor moggy minor yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where you find did you actually sleep at all <laughs> <laughs> i do sleep i do sleep a lot yeah quite not quite as much as i used to i'd love to but sometimes the body just doesn't want to do it <laughs> Uh, normally, yeah, sort of active mind. But no, I'm sort of, uh, I've obviously got involved with that tree you're talking about with the Moggy Miner on the top. Quite a lot of people know it. That was a piece of Glastonbury work. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get more involved with festival work. So that sort of interests me. And you go through the whole festival theme of, you know, going out for a weekend, having the music and all that kind of thing as well. That's an interesting point, because I think quite a few festivals are kind of diverting away just from having a music stage and having more art and activities like I was at a festival a couple of weeks ago where they were doing axe throwing which just five years ago you'd never see that at a, at a festival so I really think that's a, that's a good call well you'd like to know that I run a festival um or I will be next year so maybe there's a way of getting you to come down and exhibit some wonderful outdoor sculptures absolutely yep yep never say no always open for a conversation <laughs> uh Dave if, if people want to find a bit more about the the sculpture park and everything that's going on there what, what's the best way of finding out what's, what's your website what's your details yeah Coswell Sculpture Park if you go on the website it'll have um up and coming events we had a rehearsal last night with uh Xavier Lorette who's um a storyteller uh, he, turned, he turned stories into music and uh, it went very well it's the first performance we've had in the amphitheatre and it was absolutely brilliant so he's going to do another five performances through this year on the 9th 16th and every tuesday after that details are on the website really looking forward to people coming out and really enjoying that experience so um yeah but i mean it's, it's, not, it's, it's all on the website all the information is on the website but if you want to come out to, you know enjoy the art sculpture and all that we're closed tuesdays and wednesdays but otherwise we're open throughout the week Really pleasant walk around as well, and, and just down the road from from the lakes and, and the water park. So, put your car, comes yeah. off the car as well. See a bit of art in the morning. Go for go for a paddle in the afternoon. 
Cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for that, Dave. Anything else from yourself, Kieran? No, that's wonderful. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm literally just gone to your website now and just looking at it, and I'm just thinking, wow, this is some of it is utterly stunning. Hmm. Yeah, there is some amazing work out there. We're, we're very fortunate to have a good relationship with a lot of really classy, well-known artists as well. And uh, but pieces sort of vary from you know we've got something almost worth a quarter of a million pounds, which is sounds sounds incredible. To you know something you can take away, you know, for twenty five pounds. Yeah. So you know it's, it's, it covers the whole range. We always ask our guests to um, pick a, a track, maybe something from a local artist. What was the name of the the guy who was playing last night? Xavier Louette. Uh, it's not your usual run of the mill stuff. I mean, he actually had his own theatre company twenty five years ago called Chaos Theatre. So he's more of got more of a theatrical background. The songs he's doing out here, uh, the, the highs and lows of people who he's actually met through his life. And there's a lot of darker times. So he's dealing with mental health issues as well. So um, the performances will be about that.
So the track we just played, the artist is uh, Xavier Lorette. That tune is Catch My Breath because we couldn't find the track that uh, uh, David mentioned in, in the interview. Uh, and if you want to see him, he is playing at the Cotswold Sculpture Park Amphitheatre uh, over the summer. He's doing, uh, I think he's doing five gigs over the summer there in, in the evenings, kind of after hours. Great excuse to go along, um, check out the, the sculpture trail, just spend some time at the water park because uh, whether you're into swimming or not, there's plenty of stuff to do there. And, uh, yeah, and then catch some music in the evening. Good night and, and fascinating interview, Kieran. Yeah, it's a really interesting interview. And I'm now going to organise a double date of you and we're going to go up and, and finish off the rest of the, the sculpture tour. So it does sound really... I mean, I looked at it online. It looks great. So and an amphitheatre. I mean, I need to look at that too. So I've got, I'm, I've got ideas popping up in my head, John. Do you have any news, Kieran? Uh, so Trebuchet Hall has now got finished for the summer and we were having the next sort of five weeks off of music. So there's no music there. The Village Pump is winding up for the summer. So we've got another set of gigs this weekend and next weekend. And then we're going to have a few weeks off. Coming back at the end of the end of August with Emily Barker and then kicking off again properly in September. So um, it's uh, we're having I'm trying to have a few weeks off from this absolutely crazy uh, wall to wall eventing. Um, my body needs to reset and recover. You do raise an interesting question because we are now in August in peak summer with the, uh, the kids out of school. Does that change your pattern or, or for smaller music venues like like the town hall and the ones that you're dealing with? Does that change what you would normally do? Yeah, I mean, it does for us. I mean, I've seen other venues like the Vic in Swindon are absolutely ploughing on as business as usual. And because I've tried to get the odd show in for like we had James and the Coal Gun asked us for a gig. So we wanted to do it in Swindon. I did look up all the websites and all the venues in Swindon are chock-a-block. And it's like, oh, OK, that's interesting. Whereas if you look at over in Trowbridge, we've all quietened down. And now I don't know any of the deals that the Swindon bands are on and how it's all going to affect them. But I've always found in the summer, attendances are lower. So we're not going to try and flog a dead horse or get people to do things they don't really want to do. So instead, we're taking the opportunity for a break. So, but credit to any venue or group of people that are continuing to go ahead. Um, it is tough work. So good mm. luck to them. All right, then. In that case, we'll just talk about a couple of events now. Just as we we're recording this, uh, the gates are just opening at WOMAD down the road from me. Now, that one is just down the road. I could probably walk to that one. Oh, John, <laughs> WOMAD, Flaming, Flaming Lips. Lips, K Tempest, Selector. Didn't get tickets. Well, it, we, we've spent our festival budget wisely, I think. We may have missed one this year, but we, we've done all right this year. Have you bought tickets for next year's trees, John? As much as I love trees, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And I'm thinking I might need to reset and find another 3,000 festival and then watch that expand. Yeah, well, I think that's a fair enough observation and comment, John. Fair I'm enough. trying not to make that sound like I'm a hipster, but at the same time, it's quite a busy festival now. Well, John, I can suggest there'll be a lovely festival in Trowbridge in July next year with a capacity between 500 and 3,000. So tempting, tempting, tempting. Cool. A few things that are happening uh, towards the end of next week. So uh, let's look at the 5th and the 7th, that weekend of August. Festival on the Farm, which is out in Perton, a village near Swindon. It's another one of those which has uh, lots of local acts on during the day and then they get some some bigger acts on uh, in the evening. So They've got a band called XTC, but it's EXTC. It does contain one of the members from XTC, but it is a, a different band. And they've also got a, a Queen tribute and they've got some uh, 80s tributes going on as well as the headliners. And then they've got uh, local acts during the day. So that's Festival on the Farm, 5th or 7th of August. Down in Bristol, you've got Valley Fest, the same weekend. Well, that's that in Chew Valley rather than Bristol. Uh, but they've got Travis, they've got Ronnie Size and they've got Craig Charles. 
And that's probably all we've got time for today. So I will just say my usual bits. Um, if you want to get in touch, shearisolation at gmail.com, or you can find previous shows on shearisolation.co.uk or come on to Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon, iTunes, wherever. Uh, that's about it from me, Kieran. Anything from yourself, sir? No, I'm very happy to be here and I'm much more organised this week and hopefully next week and the week after and the week after too. Now that I've got a bit more time and things are slowing down. Still didn't get any product placement though, did you? No. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Now, Kieran, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and um, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back same time, same place next week. Cheers. Thanks all. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.